It's time we shift our perspective on business and life and see that our businesses are the means to us living life first. Reinventing the way we go about our days as entrepreneurs, the Zero Wasted Days podcast is designed for dream makers and action takers, and also those who value going slow and savoring the moments in between. This is the essence of living a Zero Wasted Days life, and welcome to the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne Acteson, a former C-level executive turned seven-figure serial entrepreneur, transformational business coach, and I love helping women entrepreneurs merge strategy, feminine energetics, and embodiment to create outside-the-box business solutions to their challenges. In each episode of the podcast, I'm going to share how to redefine how you do business and learn how it can be the means to you living life first. I'm going to share interviews with inspiring people who can help you see how worthwhile it is to keep pursuing your dreams, share heartfelt stories I know you're going to relate to, and give you ideas and strategies to keep going after your biggest dreams. I hope you find value and inspiration here, and that will keep you coming back each and every week. I have some amazing guests lined up, as well as some solo episodes planned. So let's get into this week's episode. So welcome back to Zero Wasted Days. I am going to be doing a solo episode this week, and I really want to dive into the energetic side of my work and of the work and my mission here at Zero Wasted Days, because I really believe that being an empowered leader and having big dreams and achieving those big dreams and creating the life that we truly want by our own design starts and ends with our energy. Now, energy in the scientific world revolves all around us. But I think personally, it really revolves around our resonance with ourselves and with others and also with the universe and the world around us. If we start with something simple and quite basic, like the four seasons, and think about the fact that before the time of Zoom calls and the TV and internet and phones and social media, and even technology, any kind of technology, even before Henry Ford, the seasons were our earliest timekeepers. And our ancestors let nature really dictate how they lived and what they felt and who they were at their core. They practice a lot of rituals and ceremonies with seasons. You know, their harvest determined what they ate and they celebrated that a lot. And they let their bodies and lives really be in flow with the natural world. And women in particular, now most of my listeners are probably women, and this is where it takes, you know, it takes an importance for me, is that women in particular have followed the energy and cycles of the seasons and those of the moons as we share a roughly 28-day cycle with that of the moon. Many of us also look upward for guidance on how to live, you know, from like biodynamic gardening and farming to astrology and human design. And there's so many other examples of this. And Really, the sky's consistent schedule has also influenced our own calendars, really, since the beginning of time. You know, there's always been a lot of discussion and debate around the energies of the moon, specifically, you know, with the belief that, you know, tracking the moon and looking at, say, the full moon, you know, the Luna, who was the Roman goddess, was the goddess who inspired the word lunatic. 
in line with people's behaviors during a full moon. And so from the beginning of time, when we had gods and goddesses and Greek and the Romans followed these kinds of prescribed thinkings because they could see a difference in people's behaviors around the full moon. Then later, you know, Aristotle even was the one who suggested that, you know, given that most of our body is made up of water, like the tides, our bodies are susceptible to the moon's energies. So these modes of thinking and these philosophies have gone back, you know, way, way, way back. So whether you believe in it or not, and you believe or follow lunar cycles, our earliest ancestors have always adopted a way of life that went in flow with these cycles and energies. And today, I believe, I truly believe, because I have adopted this way of of living and not just thinking, but actually practice this. And so I truly believe that there is so much power in our ability to live with these natural rhythms. And I think it's a super important reminder as women that we are connected to a cycle each month. You know, right now I'm recording this and it is the beginning of spring. You know, and in spring, it's really a time of rebirth. Nature is the only thing that like actually dies off and and rebirths itself, you know, and renewal after a natural rest and, you know, nurturing over winter. And I think naturally as humans, the more that we can do this, the more we can harness the power of cycles and seasons and not always be in always on mode. You know, right now in spring, it's a really nice time to set intentions for what's to come, like a rebirth, you know, to really think about, you know, in your business and as as a woman and as a leader, you know, think about right now and use this change of season to think about what kind of leader and woman and mother and business owner that you want to be and that you need to be. Who do you need to show up as to call in all that you want and all that you desire? You know, think about what actions you take in your business that can be aligned with what you want more of. These are all questions that we can ask ourselves at this time of year, especially when we are trying to, you know, call in things that we want and, you know, make space. It's a beautiful time to make space for what we want. And often when we want to call in something that we want, it's it's a good time to also release what's not serving you. And this intentional way of living is very much about not taking what we have for granted, for really grounding into what we have and being grateful for where our feet are at, but also, you know, relishing in the power of what can be if we continue to craft and design our life the way we want it. And this is a pillar of living a zero wasted day's life. You know, since I've started living in a much more intentional and curious way, I've become much happier and grounded in who I am as a woman and as a sister and as a mother and feel far more fulfilled in the work that I do. And my work has been a lot more purposeful, has become heart-centered and really grounded in my values. And as a result of the largely energetic work I've done, has also become very healing and therapeutic. You know, there's a lot of ways that you can work in the rhythms of the energies around us. And this idea of making space is such an important part of calling in more of what you do desire. You know, when I made space in my life, you know, everything changed. Everything changed. I was, you know, a corporate executive running a mile a minute and I turned entrepreneur. And my first foray into entrepreneurship, I did what I knew. 
I did what was natural to me and subconsciously and wired and programmed in me for so, so long. And I was programmed at, you know, and was really good at and continue to be good at doing all the things. I'm an Enneagram 3. I'm a generator in human design. And I've talked before in other episodes about how I was always praised and have succeeded. And when I succeeded, it was when I was achieving. You know, so from the time I was a young girl to being, you know, competitive in sports right up through into my corporate world, I always associated doing and achieving with succeeding. So it also, when I changed this narrative and I changed my philosophy of life, really, and living, it felt scary doing it. You know, but what happened at the, not the end, but I guess in the transition from corporate life into entrepreneurship was that I was starting to burn out. And I spent years and years pushing in the direction of where I thought I was going without really being grounded. And ultimately, I feel I did burn out. And I finished that kind of that phase and pivoted at a point where I couldn't take it any longer. And I halted my first quite successful business as a result because I just couldn't do anymore. And I would come to discover when I kind of unraveled it all was that my happiness that I guess I was always seeking and my fulfillment in my life was actually an inside job and not something that was achieved externally. So how do we achieve this ultimate thing of happiness and fulfillment in our businesses and our lives and not burn out in our businesses, actually have a life alongside our business And not put off the things that we really truly love to do or those things that you kind of put into the, you know, someday basket. You know, the big dream of taking your kids out of school and going around the country for a couple of months. Or maybe doing that big dream trip when you turn 40 or when you turn 50. How do you achieve that all? How do we do this? And I really believe it's multi-pronged and that there is no one-size-fits-it-all solution but that there are ways of doing this that I have you know, personally adopted with my family over the last six years. And I have explained it inside, I think it was episode one, maybe one and two, around how we can develop a model for growing our businesses this way and become empowered leaders with my strategy. So feminine strategy allows us to do this and blend and weave our things that we do well and our masculine, the strategic, the rational, the logical sides with the learning at the heart of our femininity, our feminine energy, and that we learn a lot to, we learn to suppress and not value and often groomed out of us. But those beautiful, more easeful ways of working are also smart ways. And these are some of the ways that we can really truly create businesses and lives that we adore and that we love and make us feel fulfilled. So one of the questions I get asked often as I either start off with women in new private containers, but I just hear this question a lot inside my, inside my community, especially from women who are very ambitious, who are high performing, and they experience life long enough and business long enough that you have this, this desire for more. But the question is, how do you balance this want and this desire with the fact that you have no more capacity or this belief, I guess this maybe, and I don't, I actually would like to disprove it, that it is not a fact that you do have an ability to have extra capacity and yet not 
to take on this extra capacity, but not sacrifice yourself while you're at it and to keep it together and not feel like you're going to completely come unraveled. How do we, as ambitious, high-performing women, have the balance with this want and this desire, with the fact that you have more capacity? So no matter what stage you are as an entrepreneur, if you identify as someone who has big dreams, whether personal or business dreams, and have been a relatively high performer and ambitious her whole life, you've been like this your whole life, but you do crave And I hear this a lot. I have this juxtaposition, Suzanne. I crave more simplicity. No longer, you know, wanting to sacrifice myself. But I do want to succeed. There's this kind of duality. How do I have this simplicity, but I want to succeed and I want to dream big and I want more and I know there's more for me, but I don't want it to cost my life and my health. Then this is what you need to hear and learn today. Many of the women, perhaps like you, as I have been, have managed low-grade anxiety and varying levels of stress in their bodies for a long, long time. For many of us, it has become a normative state. And you're used to operating like this. And for many, you know, our bodies crave this cortisol hit of stress. When we have stress and we live at these like low-grade levels of stress and anxiety, and those can be varying levels of stress and anxiety, depending on the on the triggers. But when we have this level of anxiety and stress, the cortisol levels in our bodies are heightened, but our body also becomes very used to this. And we don't know that there's any other way, you know, except this is often the number one thing that is actually holding us back. It's often these levels of stress and cortisol and anxiety that point to dysregulated nervous systems. And it's at the root of this that we need to do the work energetically at first in order to regulate and get back to at least neutral and then start to increase capacity to be able to hold more without sacrificing ourselves along the way. And so this is how we start to operate a frequency to attract and magnetize and create resonance. You know, we want to attract more beautiful clients into our world. But when you're not magnetizing because you have an energetic block and low-grade stress and anxiety and a dysregulated nervous system, you're going to be blocking yourself energetically from being able to attract the right clients and from being able to attract, often you'll be able to attract some, but often not the right ones. And they will not flow as freely as they can when you are truly magnetic. And this lies in our nervous system and in our energy and in our inflow and outflow of energy. So when you want to, for example, in our businesses, we're often producing content like I am doing right here. I am speaking my truth. I am showing up and from my core speaking my truth, which I hope will resonate with you. And the more I speak from this place of regulated nervous system for all of the different tools and rituals and practices that I do to regulate my nervous system now that I know how, I hope that when I produce content, it is going to resonate. And when you want to produce content, let's say, and I'm only using this as as one small example in our business, and when it speaks from your core, it is going to resonate. 
And so how do you do this and harmonize? Because when you are, when you create resonant resonance with your audience, you're harmonizing with them. It's like music. And how do you do this and harmonize with people energetically? So clients say, are you talking to me when they read your post or listen to your podcast or, or watch a live masterclass? They think that you're in their head. I've had this in my DMs quite often where it's like, bam, like you just dropped something that, that was in my head. But when you are not in resonance with yourself, it starts with you first. Energetic blocks will keep you from speaking that truth. So a beautiful client of mine came to me and had had a human design reading done. And she had this beautiful 30 page profile done of her human design, which I have as well. I have a similar kind of document, which is dog eared and has coffee stains on it and is, is something that I read often and I refer to often. But she also had alongside kind of all of the, what I like to call her excuses in the book for her inaction, her overthinking, and she was kind of stuck in a lot of habits of procrastination. Now, like I said, don't get me wrong, I love my human design and I refer to it and I think it's really changed the way that I have worked. But like anything, in isolation, it can't be relied on exclusively for everything that's going on in your life and your business. And when we dug a little deeper and we explored some of these habits, quote unquote habits that she had, I discovered and we discovered together, you know, a little kind of what she was keeping hidden, a hidden secret and something that she had a huge amount of shame around and really suffered in silence with. She suffered from this low grade chronic anxiety and stress forever. And she just thought it was her normative state and she was really good at masking it and covering it up and making it seem even to herself like all was okay, except it wasn't. And her anxiety would often keep her awake in the early hours of the morning. I know what that feels like. And the list of stresses that were causing her so much strain were at the root of a lot of these habits that she told herself were normal. And she told herself she did because she was a projector in human design. And so what happens is when you live with stress and anxiety, like we make many people do for years and years and years, and your nervous system is in this state of dysregulation that it controls your thoughts and your feelings and your behaviors, these behaviors of procrastination that she had and many others, and your energy. So no amount of kind of surface level, I call them somatic tools or energy tools, like for example, meditation, is going to help this because we hadn't got to the root of what the problem was. It might help in a short term, but it's all probably always going to come back. So after having unpacked a lot of this, and it continues to be her work, this all of this work for us continues to have to be practiced. But first stage is this awareness, right? And so what happened after we worked together, we kind of reverse engineered some of these ch challenges that she was having and came up with a bit of a game plan to start rewiring at the root and stopping these behaviors she'd been exhibiting for a long, long time, as long as she could remember. And so what happened? You know, not only did she stop behaving this way, but her business, when she unblocked some of these things, her business started to kick some goals that she had never imagined possible, which as a business coach, I love to see. But sometimes that unpacking personal energetic work, now this isn't just mindset work. This isn't just doubt and fears. This is going to the root. So much changed when we got to the root cause and started to heal it. 
So the first step to doing this work is understanding how your nervous system is operating. And I'm going to describe one of the common states that I see and how this manifests itself in your potentially in your work so that you can see how important it is to get curious around this work in creating your ultimate life and your ultimate business. Unpacking it all back to this level of granularity is so important because these are some of the things that are blocking you from creating the life of your desire. So when you're so conditioned, as a lot of us have been, to always be in the doing and the hustling and the going, 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 you often operate in overwhelm, in overdrive. And I have many women that are high functioning with low grade anxiety in this state because their bodies, like I had said earlier, get used to it. They're high functioning. They don't think there's something wrong. So for the nervous system and in particular, the vagus nerve, which is where our flight or fight response comes from, you are in a fight mode. You're digging in, you're getting it done no matter the cost. And in this state, you're often a people pleaser. Maybe you're a multitasker, kind of extraordinaire, and you can do like an octopus, and you could do many, many things at one time. You often have challenges sleeping. All of these things might not describe you perfectly, but some of these things are the things that I see. There are often money blocks and uh, concerns around safety and security. You often hold your stress in your tummy. And I'm getting specific here when it comes to your health, but your microbiome in your gut is often out of whack. And many women present symptoms of IBS, irritable bowel, candida, leaky gut. And guess what? The vagus nerve has a lot to do with this in the gut. And you don't often listen when you make decisions. You don't often listen to your gut and often take on the wrong clients. So you might be attracting some clients into your business but they end up being a nightmare. They're not aligned with who you are. And you could potentially feel stuck in your marketing and the list goes on. So this is where many, many women live in this going hustle state until burnout happens. Or sometimes you change something, you change jobs, you pivot, you transition. And for a little while it improves, but often you'll go back to those same habits or you start healing. And there's a lot of other types that describe other kinds of women. So that's one type, the hustler kind of, you know, go, go, go woman. But there's other women that will end up, and maybe this describes you, and you end up in a freeze state. So instead of that fight state where you're fighting and digging in and doing it all at any cost, you get into freeze. And sometimes the behaviors that exhibit themselves are the procrastinator or the constant thinker or the social scroller. You're sitting on Instagram numbing because you don't want to make the decisions and not having to make those decisions. So that's another type. And then there's the flight mode. There's the person who gets into flight mode where instead of fighting and hustling and doing it, she doesn't just freeze, she shuts down. And this is where you get stuck in fear and doubt. You go super slow and you start to make very few decisions. You might feel a bit depressed and your energy, you know, physically is also very low. And you start overthinking also, and you care way too much about what other people think. So these are a few of the kinds of modes that you can get into, that your nervous system can get into, that result in a variety of different behaviors. But the good news is that there is a way to start healing and working out what your energetic signature is. And the first step is an awareness. 
And so this is why I am so passionate about feminine strategy, because getting back to your truth and your feminine side, your empowered side, where you are a powerful leader and you have so much capacity to do amazing things, is where women are unleashed to rise and move mountains. And when women collectively rise, our human race rises. I saw it when I went on a business immersion trip to Uganda. When they put the money, often charity money, in the hands of women, in these very grassroots organizations where there is horrible poverty, the women are 10 times more likely to change their community and change their human race and change their their way of life when that money goes into the hands of women versus men. Now, this is proven. This isn't like a man versus woman thing. This is just proven habits of what happens when money gets into the hands of women. In this case, in Uganda, money was going flowing through to them. And this is why charities and non-government organizations, NGOs, spend so much time and money at a community level with women. Because when women collectively rise, our human race rises. So to call in all that you desire and go after your biggest dreams and desires. Sure, you need a strategy that supports the life that you want. But it all starts and stops with your energetic frequency. The keys to doing this involve the first step of understanding, like I've just mentioned, like an awareness of where your nervous system is at. Then working out how to heal it and get back to a neutral state, a back to a state of homeostasis where you're with neuroscience, we can do this. We have this, this information. And these are some of the things and the tools that I use with my clients. And we need to, at that level, we need to get back to this place of homeostasis. And by using neuroscience, we remove our stresses or reduce it dramatically. Then the third step is remapping our subconscious mind with a completely new map. So it's awareness, then it's healing, and then it's remapping. And this work is so, so worth doing as it is truly transformative. And when we start to overlay some of the life and self first embodiment work that I do, and you actually increase your frequency and your vibration, the sky truly becomes the limit. So for so long, I pushed and pushed and pushed my way to the top, to some undefined place of success. And it certainly wasn't defined by me at the time. And I always prioritized my business ahead of my life. But when I rearranged it, and I do this work with my clients, and when we rearrange it and put your life first and yourself first, you start living again. And I started living again. I started experiencing what joy meant again. I started getting back to my roots, my essence. And the more I did this, the more my life thrived, but also my business thrived. And I started to savor my present life and find balance between where my feet were at with my ambition and where my sights were also set. And without constantly being in a place of seeking for something that I didn't have. And so we each have this opportunity. We can each define for ourselves how we work, what makes us happy, what is fulfilling, what freedom and flexibility means to you. And this is the essence of living a zero wasted day's life and is why I am here on this mission 
to help women get back to the essence of themselves and learn how important it is for our future generations and all of our and our children and and women learning about entrepreneurship and growing their businesses to stop living head down bum up but to be eyes and chin up seeing and living and experiencing our life around us while we pursue and achieve great things. I truly appreciate you being here, listening to this episode, being a part of the Zero Wasted Days community. I would absolutely love, if this resonated with you or if any of the other episodes have resonated, I would love you to rate and review the podcast and give it a five-star review and share it. This really is so important to me, but it is important to, as I said, our human race. And as women, when we collectively rise, our human race rises. And I really believe it is at the essence of women entrepreneurship at a very post-patriarchal way of growing our businesses, of being in joy and love and in gratitude. And I would be forever grateful if you would share this episode and share the Zero Wasted podcast with your community and allow me to share this mission far and wide. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you here next time. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Zero Wasted Days podcast. I truly hope you found it to be valuable and inspirational as you work to create a life by your own design. I would love you to rate and review this episode to let everyone else know about it and help me share this important message with the world. All you need to do is screen grab your review, share it on socials, and tag me in to win a $100 Airbnb voucher that I'll be giving away every single month.